The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast and welcome to Monday morning, our brand new week as we look into God's Word and we're so glad you're with us together as we study God's Word. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed time together with your family. Hope church was an encouragement to you. And as you start this week off together, we hope today will help and inspire you through that time. We're going to finish up chapter 3 of the book of Ephesians this morning. We've been going through the book of Ephesians under the title of uh, Identity. How do we find our identity in Christ through through Scripture? The world talks a lot about identity, and, and Wednesday night we're really digging deep into how to understand our identity versus the world's identity. So if you want to follow along, it's on our website at bensalembaptist.org. You can purchase the book we're going through. The book's entitled Stop Trying, written by Carrie Schmidt. Uh, and then Wednesday nights we discussed it, we're, we're discussing that and we post those. But what I want you to see today is a section where today we're talking, we talk about I am, but today we've been talking about I am amazed. I am amazed. Do you ever see uh, um, a view, uh, something in nature that just blows your mind? Last, uh, last summer we took a group to Alaska on a mission trip and uh, it just seemed like every time we just kept driving wherever we went. There was just, the scenery was amazing. Uh, right across from the church we were serving in, there just a beautiful, uh, picturesque spot with the mountains in the background. And to them that had become normal. To me, I was just constantly amazed by this, the beauty that was surrounding me. You ever seen someone do something, maybe an athletic thing, and you're like, that is amazing. A lot of times we look at things and say, man, that's amazing. And that could be by someone's talent, could be a result of someone's hard work. Today, we're going to look at what is truly amazing that can be available to each and every one of us. In reality, if you look at the context of chapter 3 of Ephesians, you remember that Paul said he bowed to his knees, he's praying, and he's got a list of things that he has been praying would become true for the church at Ephesus, which is obviously means individuals, the individual participants and members and attenders of that church. These things need to be true of them because you can't have a church that has the power of God, when its people don't have the power of God because its people are the church. And so he was praying that there would be great power and movement in their lives. And so he talked about the unity. He talked about great power. He talked about them being rooted in Christ, understanding his love, the fullness that came with it. That's all what we spent a lot of time talking about last week. Um, Today we're going to talk about verses 20 and 21, which is the culmination of Paul's prayer for this church. And we're going to see what his prayer for the church was, but a prayer that God, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, put in the Bible for you and me that he wants us to enjoy. Let's look at this. Verse 20, Ephesians 3, verse 20 says this, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. So let's just go ahead and unpack these verses. I think it's just, instead of trying to put an outline to it, it's easier just to explain these verses. And they're so powerful. He starts in verse 20, unto him that is able. I think we need to understand that if we're going to see God do great things, answer prayer, move in our hearts, develop in us what he wants to develop, we must realize it is nothing we can do. 
You see, too much in Christianity today, falsely, <clears throat> excuse me, falsely, but too much in Christianity today focuses on what I do and what I do and what I do. And I guess I wouldn't say Christianity as much as religion, but we can do that. And I hope you understand that James in the, in the book of James, the Bible clearly says faith without works is dead. I, we just need to make sure we get that in order. It's not works that produces faith. That's not what the Bible says. Faith True faith in Christ will change me and develop works. So there is things that I need to do. He tells us, if you love me, keep my commandments. And there's a list of, of proactive things that God's asked us to do, to go in the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. And, and, and if you have not, you ask not. So prayer, uh, be in church. There's a list of things throughout Scripture that God has asked us to do. I hope you understand, though, that when he's asked us to do things, each and every one of them have a response to grow us. Right? In marriage, a husband's asked to, to, to commanded to love his wife. A wife is commanded to respect her husband. But hopefully we understand as we do that, in return, we will get what we need from that marriage. We will res we, there will be a response that comes back to me. So every one of the things he asks me to do invests another. We, we ultimately, gives me more than I could ever give out. But we hope that we understand that all the things that we strive to do, Really, we can't do any of it. You know, Paul said in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I, I can do anything God asks me to do, but I need his power. So we must understand the first part of verse 20. Unto him that is able, the power is not ours. It is Christ working through us, which, by the way, is why it's so important for us to be surrendered to him, to be intimate with him, to be grounded in him. All, I mean, re listen to the podcast the last few episodes. If we don't understand what builds up to these two verses in chapter 3, we miss the core. This, you cannot separate verse 20 and 21 from the rest of chapter 3. All these things, the intimacy, the walk with God, in the word of God, growing, being rooted, understanding, letting his fullness develop, his power, those things fill us, but his power makes those things effective. I don't understand his power if I'm not doing my part. I, I'm afraid that too many Christians live without really enjoying the power of God uh, just because we've got the wrong view of it. I must do the things that we've seen. I won't repeat chapter 3 for time, but um, he says, again, back to verse 20, unto him that is able, catch this, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. This is where I say we're amazed. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Simple question. Have you ever gotten on your knees and said, Lord, man, I'd love to see you do this. And what you do is in your mind, in your, in your sanctified imagination, you've got this dream of how God could change the life of your child to do something or how God could form in your, in your life. And I want to do something. I want to be like David and come out of nowhere and do something great. I just want to be used of God. And, and you've got this dream in your mind of where you could end up. You know, maybe in your job, God would bless you or whatever it would be. You've just got this dream. You know, Joseph had a dream. Mothers had desires of where they would be. So you have this dream of what God can do. And so here's what we do. We pray that God will do this, but there's this dream. You know, we vision it and then we, we vision, say, oh man, this would be neat what God can do. And then we step back a little bit and then we pray. <laughs> He's saying here, God is able to not only do what we dream and don't tell God, to exceed that. That is the power that God wants to do in your life to not only exceed your greatest wishes and desires, your greatest imagination. And again, this is not a drive-through guy trying to give you something great. This is God working in you in a way that will blow your mind, but it's his work. 
His work that does it. So unto Him that is able, He's the one that is able to do beyond what we could even imagine. Catch this last phrase in verse 20. According to the power that worketh in us. Now there's two aspects. Obviously, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. But I hope that there's more to that. You go back to the verses uh, in chapter 3. And you go back to the unity that comes to the church. The um, the intimacy that we have. We have the access through Christ down in verse 12. Um, we go through the tribulations in verse 13. Um, we, uh, we have the family we grant according to the riches. We'd be strengthened in the inner man. We'd have intimacy with Christ. We'd be rooted with ground, rooted in Him, comprehend the fullness. This is the power He's referencing. The Holy Spirit instigates this power. So, if I just think that I'm going to come to church and just kind of sit down, learn a few things, or open the Bible, read three verses, and man, I got the power of God, we've missed that. There is a whole list of things in this prayer that Paul is asking God to do in his church. But it's an individual thing. Each and every one of us must be growing in Christ, walking with Him, filled with the Spirit, and yes, enduring the tribulation that James says will develop patience, or what the other word for patience is maturity in our life. So we will endure the battles that develops maturity that will ultimately stimulate the power in our lives to see His power work beyond our wildest imaginations. He, God, Jesus told the disciples, this kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. You can take all these truths from the word of God and bring it together. This is not a light thing where we just, you know, we pray once in a while, read our Bible randomly, and we got power. This is the result of an intimate, passionate walk with God. In James, again, it says, draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Remember what we read, I think it was Friday, where Paul says that I may know him or experience him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. This means that we submit to God and we let God do what he wants. So we have power in answered prayer. We have power to, like Daniel in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace or David in front of, of Goliath or Elijah uh, calling down fire from heaven. I mean, we could go on for a long time of the great things that God did in the lives of people. Again, each and every one of them had to face obstacles and mountains to do that. So this is where we see these things and we say, okay, plant it where I'm, you know, grow where I'm planted. God, this is where you have me. I'm going to grow in it. So I can see his power. So let's finish verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Two thoughts. One, the glory is in the church. Church is how God shows this. But again, it's not the institution. You know, we have a, a church building here and we have an organization. But the church flourishes as the members of, and the tenders of its church grow. If the people in the church aren't growing, the church won't grow. It requires all of us following what we see here and growing in Him. And then the church moves. But then he says, throughout all ages, this is not just my generation. We should be working to reach others and we should realize, you know, the church I pastor uh, was started in 1900. It is uh, 122 years old. And we could simply say it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning and it's got a huge life ahead of it. If the people who make it up right now do what we see in Ephesians chapter 3 and fulfill the prayer of Paul, where we grow in Christ and intimately grow, and then we enjoy his power to see him do amazing things. That is what his, his plan is. And so the church influences its culture for generations to come, influences the community it lives in, because the individual church members are growing in Christ and walking in him. The fullness of God, we read, talked about Friday.
we can be amazed. God can do great things, but I hope you understand that means sometimes we have to allow him to conform us to be ready for it. Don't quit. Don't step back. Keep going forward. You have a dream what God can do. Keep following until you see God do it. Now, don't get me wrong. He's going to adapt that so we understand the spiritual side. But you'll be amazed how what God will do is so much better than you can imagine. Thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning and giving me the privilege to be part of your day. I hope this is an encouragement. I hope you stick with us. hope you share it. Maybe encourage others as the Word of God goes forth. And hope it's a help. hope it inspires you to grow in Him and to expect great things from God. Well, again, I hope you continue to join us throughout the rest of this week. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.